brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. One. Now it's sippin' time. Welcome to this Sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. We are the best thing on at 2 a.m. And we thank you for choosing us over instead of the show called Twitter's Unofficial Poet Laureate. On Downton Abbey, we should be talking about poetry. <laughs> yep. Well, this is Sip, Suds, and Smokes. I'm one of your hosts here at the table, good old boy Mike. Joining me here is good old boy Harmeet. Hola. <laughs> Are you throwing? That's one accent I've not heard from you. Hola. He's been to South Florida way too I, long. I'm sorry. I, I meant holla. <laughs> Also joining me here is Made Man Bob. Always good to be here. Bob is joining us from the Bourbon Mafia, which we'll learn a little bit more about at the end of the show today. Well, this episode of Sips, Suds, and Smokes is sponsored by Fine Spirits Wine and Liquor. Check out the animatic machines to sample great products by the glass, including great selections of bourbon and whiskey. You can reach them online at www.finespirits.net. Well, our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, and coffee. This is a full hour episode that will be mildly entertaining for probably about 22 and a half minutes today. We're shooting for the stars. <laughs> My bet is it's probably going to be Harmeet segment that is probably going to be mostly entertaining today. <laughs> so for this particular show, <clears throat> well, you know, every now and then you're faced with a quandary of what to give as a gift to someone. Maybe it's a holiday, a birthday, an anniversary, or maybe just because you're a nice person. I, I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> what? You know? Could you explain that? Oh, wait, you're an attorney, too. You couldn't explain that. Yeah. The army explain it to us. Let me explain to you something called quid pro quo. <laughs> oh, I, I understand that. No. Okay. This is I the best it. bottle of Johnny Walker you're ever going to have. Trust me. <laughs> It's all y'all you sell it, see? <laughs> it's the emphasis on best. My back and I scratch yours, but I don't want to touch any dirty lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. Well, you know, uh, much like the deer in the headlight stare in the cereal aisle, the bourbon, scotch, and whiskey aisle can be just as imposing. All that brown juice, all those price points, those shelf talkers, and, of course, the in-store personnel, which have a broad range of knowledge i like that one because it has actually a bird on the label happy birthday <laughs> <clears throat> yep nothing screams happy birthday like uh, a bottle with a bird on it that's for sure thunderbird <laughs> yeah that, that could work as well is there a bird on jar it's good enough is there yeah. a bird on everclear I, i'm curious what their logo looks like so anyway well, no, not that I recall. Mm. Well, this episode will actually give you some surefire winners. Um, we tried to come into a price point, anything under $100 retail. 
Each of us has actually selected a product, a product as we would give to someone as a gift. We're going to actually taste and rate these products today. Plus, we'll be actually discussing some interesting gifts. I say that in quotation marks. Um, that we've received in the past. <clears throat> Harmeet, there's no video involved in this episode, okay? <laughs> so, uh, we actually have some great products to talk about today. We're going to talk about Old Weller Antique, Four Roses Single Barrel, Cumberland Cast Barrel Cut, and Compass Box Hedonism are the products that we're going to chat about today. <clears throat> So there's actually three barrel-proof uh, bourbons. Um, I should say uh, two barrel-proof, one regular bourbon, and one tasty scotch. But, uh, you know, it's really funny, but we actually didn't plan any of this. Um, I guess it's just the common, you know, thread that we actually just really love a lot of full-flavored uh, products, you know, um, to give to other folks. So uh, we should really be rather interesting today. If you're going to give a gift, you might as well give one that's high in alcohol. I agree. Go ahead, uh, Aunt Mabel. For example, Pat, just a club to the head. <laughs> do they make do they do they make Jim Beam in one sixty one? Possibly. That could be an interesting product. That's for sure. I did see a bottle of Jim Beam last time I was there in, in the in the storeroom. They they sell it in four and a half liter jugs in Australia. The thing is a size. I mean, you got to see it. It's huge. <laughs> The cap on it, it looks like a shot glass. I think you're just smuggling carboys of white lightning out. Mm. I feel like this whole conversation playing through my head. Mike, you know, uh, just um, oh, me and the boys out back, we're just going to be kicking back just a bit with uh, you know, a couple of these uh, things here. Just once you go out back, watch your calls, watch out for some girlies, and uh, just come back as in. Just pull us off the ball in about two or three hours, okay? <laughs> yep. <clears throat> Jim Beam, uh, it's all favorite, sort of. Maybe after yeah. two hours. <laughs> I only drank one one bottle of Jim Beam today. Yeah. <laughs> Complaining about you. Yeah. It was it was only a gallon. That <laughs> would be very interesting. I would like to see an, an Aussie drinking Jim Beam. That would be a great show. Well, Harmeet gets the honors of going over our sips ratings for today. Now, Harmeet, I'd like to know, could you actually channel like your favorite poet laureate as you read the sips ratings for today? I don't know about channeling. I can quote. Let's see. Um, we do have high-quality pan flute music. <laughs> pan flute for this, my friend. Let, let's do the, the working man's poet laureate, uh, Charles Bukowski. Uh, Henry Charles Bukowski. So... I'm going to paraphrase. I'm not going to do this whole thing because it's, it's too long. Mm. But we are here to drink whiskey. We are here to kill war. We are here to laugh at the odds and to live our lives so well that death will tremble to take us. That's more than 140 characters. We've got to do that for, for Twitter. <laughs> I'd say that's pretty righteous for this show. That's for sure. Oh, there's another. There's, there's, there's one that'll fit for Twitter. Mm. Find what you love and let it kill you. Oh, man. <laughs> that's, the, that's my kind of port laureate. <laughs> my buddy has that engraved on the wall behind his desk. Of course, he's a divorce attorney. so <laughs> It's in gold, too, I might yeah. point out. I like that a lot. That's pretty good. Well, the Sips ratings. Uh, Bukowski was German. I didn't do the German accent, mm. but I'll, I'll do another for this one. We'll do this. All right. <clears throat> Our wonderful sip ratings are one sip. 
प्लीज गिव मी अ ग्लास ऑफ वाटर आई हैव टू वॉश दिस आउट ऑफ माय माउथ टू सिप्स वेरी नाइस वट एल्स डू यू हैव You know, as long as we can help uh, help you channel it here on the radio, that'd be good. Well, so you know, we've always faced this problem with shopping for somebody else, and unlike shopping for yourself, you're not always quite sure what someone else will like. Um, I'm actually guilty of going to something that is um, usually not more the same, you know, for that particular person of something that they always drink. Uh, sometimes it might actually be a reserve product or a special release. Um, you know, do they make Everclear in a special release? <laughs> I like the high quality Mountain Dew. You got that in the platinum bottle. <laughs> a friend of mine drinks nothing but Crown Royal, and, and it's been so long since I've tasted that. You got that in the glittery gold bottle with the really cool velvet. <laughs> so, velvet bag. You know, yeah. No, not the regular purple one. I like the one that's got a little bit of laser effect coming off of it. It says, I really, really want to get you a good gift. <laughs> so, the apple one. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <clears throat> well, so it really begs the question. You know, we've all been faced with buying a gift, but the thing I'd like to know is, I mean, what are some of your tactics in actually selecting a gift that might involve alcohol? Well, I'm in the business, clearly, so I'm, I'm retail. It's just hard for me to like, oh, you want a bottle of Bacardi? No, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to bring you Bacardi unless it's the high-end one, and even then. It's like He's going to so bring you what he got for free. <laughs> in a platinum bottle. That's another tactic. That's if I don't like you, I will bring you the f*** it. But uh, can you have to bleep me? I think. <laughs> but the the, uh, the way I work it is like I try to find my friends' flavor profile. What do they drink? What's what, what you know? What's going to entertain them? Give them something new. And you know, uh, the other day I had a, a customer come in, spent way too much money on his daughter's bat mitzvah, and the, they came in with a list from the caterer. I said, well, this is all middle-of-the-road junk you can buy in any store. Let me just kick this up a notch. We'll keep it in the same price range and just give you better quality. And that's what I aim to do for my friends, too. I'm not going to give uh, somebody who normally buys uh, you know, a $25 bottle of wine a $400 bottle of wine. We'll keep it in the same price range, and so, mm. unless it's 
a special occasion. I, I have to give it to them, but but I'll keep I'll, I'll get them something that you know gives them more bang for their buck or or has something they they can't get everywhere. So I try to get rare gifts. That's my way of doing it. Hmm. Interesting tactic. <clears throat> Um, so does has anybody caught on to this and they go, hmm, I'm just getting something that I would normally get? No. <laughs> or they go, wow, I'm getting the free stuff. <laughs> I know exactly where I'm at in the pecking order. They, actually, you know what? I think they actually bring this stuff they normally get to my brother's house. <laughs> Well, I've <laughs> given up trying to elevate their palace. I'm glad your brother does not listen to the show. Then, <laughs> so uh, Bob, I'm curious about your tactics uh, you use when you're thinking about buying a gift that might actually involve alcohol. Uh, well, pretty much all my gifts involve alcohol. So, <laughs> um, you know, I think about the person that I'm buying it for. I don't want to buy something that is. I don't want to buy them the same thing that they drink every single day. And I don't want to overbuy it. I want to get something that's beyond something that they're really going to appreciate. Uh, I always try to find something that's different and something that is maybe just one step above what they're used to, to try and, you know, give them something that is going to expand their horizons a little bit. Um, unless, of course, I don't like you, then, you know, then I get you, you know, yak but uh mad dog you know, 2020 with white peach <laughs> so uh you know it, it it's it, like harmeet said you, you know you don't you don't throw the 400 bottle of bordeaux at somebody who's you know used to drinking you know 15 bottles um one you're you you it's the money it's just you're wasting it on them because they're not to that point where they can really appreciate it and the same thing goes with whiskey um you know you can find you know something really just stellar and if they're used to drinking doers you know you're going to give them a you know 40 or 50 year old scotch that you paid through the nose for they're not going to get it um you want to try and give them something that's that's stretching their boundaries but not something that's so far beyond that they're not going to appreciate it mm. <clears throat> well, uh, you know, I think that we all, uh, you know, kind of look at this moment. And so I think that that is, you know, part of this discussion, which is um, the the common theme is, is step within basically not in some dramatic fashion outside of that person's <clears throat> natural uh, tasting profile. I think that I've definitely made, um, you know, that step with wine, you know, several times because I'm like, Oh, well, you know, they like red wine. So, you know, we'll just step it up and we'll have this, you know, um, how about this Grange, you know, from Penfolds? You've never had, never will, and let's have that, you know, instead. And just, you know, uh, I don't think that. Just wasted some money on those people. Yeah, you know, <laughs> They're not going to get it. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. That was really good stuff. It worked well with, uh, you know, the hot dogs we had that night. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. You know. So, Danley, the holidays are coming up, and I, I love Grange. I'm just saying. So. Goes well with chicken nuggets, man. <laughs> so, yeah. so, I mean, you you have to think a little bit about about the doctor that I know that his wife used half a bottle of Pappy 15 to make bourbon chicken with. Oh yeah, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. All brown juice is exactly the same. Just pour it, you know, right over the top. Wow, that was a rather expensive bird 
Christmas yeah. is coming, so let me just say, sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> my my wife poured uh, Old Forester birthday bourbon in her brownies. Oh, for the oh, oh, man. Those are the best pecan <laughs> brownies with bacon I've ever had. But that was 2013 Old Forester birthday oh, bourbon. Oh, man. <laughs> Chew slowly, kids. <laughs> it's a twenty dollar twenty dollar slice of brownie. Wow. Unbelievable. Hmm. This was two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's what I like. It's the timeliness of, of the of the story. You know, it's like I didn't make this mistake ten years ago. No, this was last week, man. So yeah, even the best of us still uh still interesting uh moments. She knew what she was doing. She knew she she I've got that for when our baby was born mm. she said yeah there was a lot left we've been nursing it i only left. used quarter cup <laughs> there's a good reason <clears throat> yeah you don't have like uh white sticky or you know sticky notes uh, that you know dnt do not touch you know stuck on stuff all over the place you know she she correctly pointed out that was her bottle i got it for her ah well yeah there you go so she could do whatever I did she enjoy wants. the hell out of those brownies, though. If she wants to pour it down the drain, then so be it. Hmm. Interesting tactic, that's for sure. Well, uh, hopefully uh, we've gotten out of the the starting gate here with helping you think a little bit about you know what you're going to pick you know for a gift you know in a certain situation, uh, no matter what that's going to be. While we're uh, coming right up to the segment break here, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to start talking about some of the products that we'd actually pick for a gift when we come back. We'll be right back. If a cupcake falls from a tree, how far away with B from down? <laughs> Think about it for a moment. Oh, yes, you're actually not lost, and you haven't missed anything of value from the Twitter Poet Laureate show this evening. <laughs> actually, you've decided to listen to the rest of Sip, Suds, and Smokes. Today, we're actually talking about gifts that we would give for people on our sip show today uh under a hundred dollars retail we have decided to pick some products to talk about today and uh up first is going to be harmeet is going to talk about the product that he would pick for a friend um so harmeet why don't you introduce this product to our audience today okay well what i picked was a scotch which is the only scotch in the lineup today, mm -hmm. but it's a completely different type of scotch than most people are used to. <clears throat> most scotch is made with malted barley. 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 <laughs> or as, as, as uh, Mike said in the previous show, Balted Marley. <laughs> balted Marley. Did I really say that? Said yeah, that's, why, that's why we were making fun of you. <laughs> he doesn't remember anymore. <laughs> malted Barley. Is is when you make single grain whiskey or, or sorry, single malt whiskey. She, I, we've been drinking. I'm sorry, my friends. I'm sorry, we have been drinking. So, uh, <clears throat> malt whiskey is what normally you think of or blended whiskey generally. But I don't drink any junk blends. But, um, 
malted barley is what what is the major component of most whiskeys, uh, even some of the cheaper stuff. But there's this other thing called grain whiskey. Now, old grain whiskeys can be very rare and beautiful. And so this is something I would give to um, a friend to introduce them to to a type of scotch that's it's rare. It's um, it's made from wheat or corn, and I'm, the one I picked is almost all wheat. It's a uh, it's we were talking we did a, we did a weeder sh- a weeder show we did bourbons remember mm-hmm. so this Scottish grain whiskey and the man who makes this is John Glazer who's an American winemaker he uh, went to uh, England or in Scotland and he fell in love with the pe- with Scotch and he ended up working for Johnny Walker and a few years apprenticing there he decided to start his own company and he started Compass Box. And they're the most innovative blending house in the UK. He's actually won uh, uh, Whiskey Innovator of the Year four or five times from Whiskey Magazine, more than any other whiskey uh, person in the whiskey uh, business. His um, he doesn't actually uh, make his own whiskey. He's like a private bottler. He will go and buy whiskey from different sources and blend them. And most he's he's mostly famous for bl- uh, pure malts, or they call them. Uh, blended malt whiskey, which is the new terminology, which is actually more uh, confusing than the old terminology, which was called vatted malt. Which all that means is it's it's a blend of single malts. There's no grain added. And um, I grain screw that up too. I could call it batted malts. Yeah, vatted malts. <laughs> that's, that's the old batted malts. Yeah, right. <laughs> so. Those those are the uh, you know they're great ones. Johnny Walker Odyssey is one. It's about a thousand dollars a bottle. So it's mm-hmm. three single malts. A more approachable one would be Johnny Walker Green Label, which is four single malts. Um, a very famous one that he makes is called Hedonism, and that's the opposite style. It's vatted grain. So this is three different wheat whiskeys. He gets uh, whiskey from Cameron Bridge, Karst Bridge, and Cambus. And um, the age range is right around the youngest is about 13 years. The oldest is about 23 years. They don't. He doesn't tell you. Actually, he got in trouble recently for telling too much about how he sources and makes his whiskeys. Hmm. Uh, they actually frown upon that because yeah, the big distillers want to keep stink. that stuff secret. So this is a very light um, dessert scotch. It's still scotch. It's just a grain scotch. It doesn't taste like any other malted scotch you've ever had. It tastes closer to bourbon than uh, anything else that comes from Scotland. So this stuff I had, like I said, is um, 86 proof. It's a hedonism limited release. It's made from three different single-grain whiskeys, and there's a problem. As you remember from our, if, if you listen to our weeded bourbon show, weeded whiskeys take a lot of time to age because they're very prickly on the nose. So his is, even though it's 13 years old, that's 13 years in Scotland, they age a lot slower there than in the U.S. or any other places. So the youngest whiskey is 13 years old. The oldest is you know, 23, 27 years old. It's very light. 
and it's very prickly, so you have to add water. So on the nose without water, it's vanilla, cream, coconut, but it's delicate. Add cold water, and you add flavor. This completely settles out that volatile prickliness, and the and the flavors get creamy and smooth. It's honey, vanilla, coconut, creme brulee, and the finish is medium long, and it's super silky. I give this whiskey a four. That's classified. Let's keep the secret to ourselves. Pour me another. Hmm. <clears throat> well, a, a really great start, and I think a really great gift as well. Um, Bob, what do you think about uh, Compass Box uh, Hedonism? I'm a big fan of Scottish grain whiskeys. I've had quite a few single barrel <clears throat> Scottish whiskeys, uh, grains, uh, you know, single barreled Cameron Bridges that were 25, 30, 40 years old. It's, uh, I mean, up until recently, most of it was poured into blends, a la Johnny Walker and Doers or whatnot. Nobody really was bottling a lot of grains on their own and really accepting them for what they are and actually celebrating what they are. Uh, this is a really good blend of different grain whiskeys. Um, John Glazer's, you know, a revolutionary guy in the business. He gets him in trouble once in a while, and that's what I like about the guy. Um, the nose, cocoa butter, pastry cream, very light oak and vanilla, very light citrus nose, and a little bit of spice on the palate. Uh, coconut cream, uh, Spice, light oak, slight cereal notes, and cocoa, and just the most silky mouthfeel. I mean, it's it's like drinking silk. Um, and the finish is lingering and smooth. Uh, I give it a four. That's classified. Also, let's keep the secret to ourselves. Pour me another. <clears throat> While my own tasting notes here on Compass Box uh, Hedonism, um, the first thing I wrote down was sweet peat. Um, it, it it had a lot of that smell. You could almost smell the sweetness, and just the basic component of of you know a lot of sweet of peat. I'm sorry, off of it. Um, this was really opened up with a little a little bit of water. I was really surprised how much how dramatically this shifted with just introduction of a little bit of water. I wrote down that it had floral tones of actually honeydew melon. Uh, was kind of what I picked up um, after adding just a little bit of water. Um, it's very approachable. Um, uh, my sips rating for the Compass Box Hedonism is going to be a four. That's classified. As well. well. Let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another. I think the one follow-up question I had here on me was, um, do you happen to know what region this is from? I'm guessing it's a lowlands, but I don't know. It's there's some from northern part and there's some a lot of lowland here. Okay, that that's just my simple you know guess, and I like this because um, you know that approachable component is where you know you're introducing people to scotch, but you're not just overwhelming them with so many components of the peat and smoke um, that. A lot of things in Highlands, or I mean, definitely, you know, there's no way I'm giving any anybody, you know, something that's never had scotch, you know, something from Isla right off the bat. So, I like this as a good gift of saying, <clears throat> you you don't you've never had scotch, so I'm going to start you here, and this is a good this is a good place to start. I have, I have another stupid story. I my wife's a good old Alabama girl, and and she's a, a bourbon drinker, but she likes you know her root beer or whatever. 
crazy stuff they drink there. But I said, here, sweetheart, try this. We're just dating. And I gave her some uh, Lagavulin 16-year-old. Whoa. I'm in love with it. <clears throat> first sip. That was her first scotch, Lagavulin 16-year-old. I married that girl. <laughs> well, there you go. Definitely. Her father had a shotgun, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we're going to swing uh, right on around to uh, talking about another great product. Bob is up next. We're going to talk about uh, um, Four Roses that uh, Bob has brought for us to talk about today. All right. Um, I picked a Four Roses single barrel. Um, re- one of the reasons I picked it, it's easily found in pretty much most markets and most retailers uh, for somewhere in the neighborhood of about $40. So it's well within our gift budget. Um, most stores that carry the Four Roses product line will have yellow label, regular small batch, and regular single barrel. Some stores will actually purchase their own single barrel. We, we purchased one for Harm Store uh, a while ago. Um, you know, those are usually a little bit higher in proof, um, and usually they're a little bit richer. This is the standard uh, Four Roses single barrel that you can find everywhere. It comes in at about 50% ABV. Uh, which I tend to like the higher uh, alcohol uh, whiskeys. It helps to get through the holidays with the family. Um, Four Roses is unique that they use five different yeast strains and two different mash bills, so it gives them a library of of 10 different distillates to work with. The standard single barrel is what they call OBSV. It's their OE strain, which is uh, rich, fruity, uh, white vanilla caramel, full-bodied yeast. And the B mash bill, which is the high rye mash bill, it's a 60-35 rye, 5 barley. That's my favorite one, by the way. And, That's a great mash bill. You know, although, again, you can get all 10 recipes as a single barrel at the actual gift shop at Four Roses. Uh, from time to time, they, they do the individual single barrels. Um, this is the OBSV. Um, it's approachable. It's not too complex. Um, it's something that a beginner can enjoy, but if the person has an aficionado in their house, it's something they can also get a lot out of. Mm. Um, on the nose, rye spice, caramel, vanilla, a little bit of chocolate, raisins, floral, white oak. On the palate, vanilla, light spice, honey, and maple syrup, um, ripe fruit, peaches, plums, uh, smooth mouth-coating feel. Uh, smooth, long finish. We've got a lingering spice that picks up on the finish um, more than it does on the immediate palate. You get more of the spice, you know, in in the in the finish. Old weather and, and fruit. Uh, it's one of my one of my favorites and one of my go tos. And I give it a four. That's Let's keep the secret to ourselves. Pour me another. So uh, some interesting product here. Actually, I'm gonna. Um, kind of talk about four roses here next because uh you know uh the thing that i missed uh when i was tasting it was the rye and actually coming back to it now i can definitely you know taste you know the rye is all over this the first thing i wrote down was um it has kind of a sweet flower almost like a hundred honeysuckle you know quality kind of off the nose um it's smoke wood and charcoal this particular version is very very woody um i you know it just it kind of almost is a bit unbalanced you know for me um you know in, in tasting this particular rendition we've tasted a lot of four roses on the show and i've tasted 
a ton of, you know, the store barrel versions, you know, where there are a lot of variations off this. So I think, you know, you kind of get in this mind, you know, what is Four Roses, you know, actually like, you know, um, and it's very difficult to kind of, you know, pigeonhole exactly what that is with so many variations of the brand available, you know, on the market right now. But, you know, coming back to this particular single barrel version, it reminded me of, you know, a lot of the early versions of, you know, Four Roses that I had maybe, you know, five, seven years ago <clears throat> where you didn't have a lot of these variations of, you know, the barrel, uh, the store barrel products that were available, you know, out there. And so it was good to come back around to this. And I'm glad you reminded me that, yeah, there's definitely, you know, rye spice that's all over this as well, uh, which is actually quite good. So uh, the honey um, sweetness, there's definitely some sweetness there. Um, I don't know that I was really kind of picking up that it was honey based, but there's definitely some, you know, some sweetness that's there. I thought it was a bit more floral, you know, kind of more approaching honeysuckle, but, um, great product. Um, I would definitely, you know, take this and offer this up as a gift as well. Uh, really great choice. My sips rating for the four roses is a three. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. What was that again? Harmy, what do you think about the four roses, man? Well, I really love high rye whiskeys, so to me, this wasn't there because um, I'm used to 95% rye. This is what would you say again, Bob? 15% uh, rye? It is, it's I like believe, 35. Yeah. It's that high, really? Mm -hmm. hmm. I, I remember uh, the mash bill being less than that when we bought our barrel. But anyway, so it's it's not over the top rye for me. I, I got the sweetness and I got the the floral notes and this ginger. But um, the nose was really mellow to me at first, and it was nutty as heck. I, don't, I didn't get the over oak that like you were talking about, Mike. To me, it came across as nutty mm. and rich. And it was the fruity on the palate, adding cold water did bring out the honeysuckle you were talking about. But it wasn't too sweet. I could yeah. keep coming back to it. Yeah. And I thought it was balanced when I added the water. Did take the water to bounce it out. I mean, at 100 proof, you don't need water, but adding the water just brought out more of it, and I give it a four. Hmm. How about that? Cool. That's classified. Well, uh, a couple of uh, really great products that we've talked about so far, and um, so I kind of wanted to uh, circle back around and uh, talk about a choice of something that I would bring uh, as a gift to somebody. So... Uh, yeah, I get some rather interesting gifts, um, especially for my birthday, which is actually in January. Okay, you know, like all the Capricorns that get screwed. That's all I got to say. Um, you know, so, um, you know, you can, uh, you forget to buy us a card. Uh, we get more re-gifts than I could care that, you know, I don't want to talk about. Um, it's just, it's crazy. You know, some of the stuff that I see that circles back, back around for, uh, you know, my birthday. So here's the short list. A new toilet seat. Check. Got that. An Alabama football t-shirt. Size small husky. Check. <laughs> <laughs> A five-year vertical of turning leaf Merlot. <laughs> Check. <laughs> A book of lawyer jokes. Really? <laughs> I mean, you're going to go there? 
Yep. I don't know any that are appropriate for national public radio. I agree. Check. Even a half bottle of Johnny Walker Red Label. Not a full bottle. Just a half bottle. It's like oh. you, you got this in a gift basket and you didn't want to drink it and you're going to re-gift it to me. I mean, seriously. A three-pack of Budweiser. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree with Bob. Why don't you throw in a free a free uh, six pack of uh, Budweiser to call it even? There you go. Look, they actually they mean really well, and you know, many times I really just have to reach out and say, you know, look, stop, I'm good. <laughs> really, post something nice on Facebook. That's all you I really got to do. To me, she bought me a humidor, and I don't even smoke cigars. <laughs> I go. smoke two a year. She's like, here, have some more cigars. Uh, you know, I but I'm. I'm horrible by gift force. I have to say the toilet seat one that was that was pretty funny. So you know, and yeah, did it music when you put it down or you sat on it? No, um, no, it didn't have any of those features. Although um, I will say that um, if I had, uh, so there's actually a gift that I give. You know, it's a good story. It's a gift that I give to. Uh, newlyweds because my wife and I we had this knockdown drag out fight um, you know a long time ago um, and she just in the middle of this fight she was like if you don't put the seat down and if I keep falling in the in the can uh, I am just going to walk out on you forever and ever so you know <laughs> I was like hmm okay I, ask me what else happened in the middle of the argument I have no idea but in the middle of this a very heated argument. I just remember that one thing. I ended up buying this one thing. Uh, it's called a lav nav. It, you actually put it on the back of the toilet seat lid, and it's activated. It shines, you know, um, green when the lid is when the seat is down, and red when the seat is up. So in the middle of the night, you know exactly what's you know where the seat is at. <clears throat> Plus, it provides light. That's amazing. We've had peace and tranquility for 31 years now. That's all I have to say. So, you know, <laughs> so I, it's really funny. I have a few standard wedding gifts, and that's one of them. I give them like a three pack of lav navs. I go, don't ever have this argument. Just install these. Have peace and tranquility in your house. Go argue about something that's far better than that. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, <laughs> I know it's a strange story, but anyway, it works. I had the best gift I got my grandmother, bless her heart. She's she's gone now, but she got a gift for me and my cousin for Christmas one year and and you know, she didn't have a lot of money and she was old and didn't really know what to buy us. So we were I I think I was about 24. My cousin would be about 26, 27. And she got us a Hot Wheels set. And our mothers both came over and said, you, you need to go over there and tell you, I just, just tell her you like it. And, you know, she, she doesn't know when we're, and we're both looking at each other going, what are you kidding? We love it. <laughs> <laughs> we spent all night drinking bourbon and playing with Hot Wheels. We had to take, we had duct mm. tape and made loops and tracks. And <laughs> it was the best guess I've gotten 30 years. Did you get the orange track? Yeah. Uh, orange track with a well, little thing. Good stuff, man. With the purple uh, connectors. Oh, I don't know. His kids were young. Uh, his boy, he's got three boys. He and I had more fun with the the, the, the little Hot Wheels tracks than the kids did. We wouldn't let them touch it. Oh. So you're making the loop wrong. We have to do this. You're, you're making 
fucking the loop wrong. You gotta love that. Good Lord, Dad, where did you learn to do this? It's called imagination. <laughs> so, gotta love it. Well, uh, listen, it's a great story so far, but listen, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back up, and I'm going to continue the rest of this tale here uh, about uh, about gifts in general. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. Oh, of all living monuments, has the fewest facts attached to it. They slide right off its surface. No Lincoln lap for them to sit on, and no horse to astride. Sorry. Sorry. Wake up, everybody. Hey, it's Sip Suds and Smokes. You're still listening to us and not listening to Twitter Poet, Poet Laureate tonight. So, who writes the word astride? Seriously, I want to know who were these people that used that word? <laughs> nobody. Nobody outside of Poet Laureate. <laughs> well, I'm glad we had some good drinks to uh, stay awake so far. And so, we were <clears throat> talking a little bit about, you know, some of the interesting gifts that I've had in the past as well as uh you know some other things um you know some other gifts that we've all had um so listen we have a rule on this show that i actually i don't allow anybody to pimp or sell their products on the show um and it's really tough you know because we have some really talented people you know on this radio show and i really feel like we're always dismissing their products um all too quickly that we actually don't talk about them on the show when they're on here well today i actually get to select a really great product um that's actually uh produced by one of our hosts that's actually not here today who's good old boy jason um so the that uh, what's it called that beautiful cinnamon stuff. Fire, fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You have barrel aged fireball whiskey today. <laughs> so, no, no, it's a really aged in a plastic drum. <laughs> no, uh, so it is a really great product. It's called Cumberland Cask. Uh, there are. Uh, this is the barrel cut version. It's actually been out for about three years now. It is a Tennessee whiskey. Um, so there was actually a law that was passed here in Tennessee, uh, go figure, um, that actually declared anything without such a label as using the Lincoln County process of charcoal filtering, otherwise known as the Jack Daniels process. Um, there were actually a, a handful of distilleries that got grandfathered in, so they don't have to use that method of charcoal filtering. And one of those is actually Cumberland Cask. Um, so the mash bill in Cumberland Cask is... It's 70% corn, it's 25% rye, and it's 5% malted barley. See, I said that correct this time, guys, right? Olive, yeah, malted barley. So, all of Cumberland stuff is actually aged between six and a half and eight and a half years. And um, 
like I said earlier, it's actually um, not chill filtered or car- uh, charcoal uh, mellowed. So, um, yes, this is actually a source product, um, but it's actually a trade secret where it comes from. So, it's a giant mystery. I can tell you a couple of things to help you eliminate. I can definitely tell you this is not an MGP or LDI source product. Um, mainly because it actually has to be made here in Tennessee to be called Tennessee whiskey. So that's actually a requirement um, in order for that labeling to take place. Um, all I can tell you is there's actually a lot of distilleries in the state of Tennessee. So I'll let you kind of narrow things down if you'd like to. So um, Jason is actually such the historian of whiskey and respects a barrel. This concept of everything at 90 proof was actually a byproduct of prohibition and really stripped away a lot of flavor on many different key products. And some of these other brands are just now returning back to those flavor forward roots. I know Jason would encourage you to actually enjoy Cumberland cast barrel cut neat with nothing. Um, as with many barrel proof products, um, I am a wimp, <laughs> um, you know, and I actually like to add a drop of water, um, in this to let it open up. I actually use Tennessee limestone spring water to get the full authentic flavor profile. Um, water. I thought he meant nothing is in clothes. Put your clothes back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that that'd be an interesting gift. Now, really seriously, put your clothes back on. I'll take the bottle. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, you can actually try it both ways. You can try it, you know, um, straight up neat, you know, right out of the bottle or add a little bit of water. You'll actually, you will find the right moment for your palate. It's just this very interesting moment when I'm tasting a barrel proof product with somebody that's not used to, um, where they're just adding, you know, water, just kind of one drop at a time. And then they, it's like this giant moment of epiphany kind of hits them. It's really kind of cool. Um, so there are actually some more versions of this product that are actually already available and there's actually more on the way. So, um, but I really love to give this, uh, gift. Um, it's like giving people a piece of home, uh, because this is from Tennessee. Um, something that you're actually not going to get from a macro brand either. I don't really think you're going to find anything quite like this. Call this the whole foods effect or hipster, but I like to, um, I like the thought of enjoying the same product the same way an ancestor would actually enjoy it as well. That continuity of experience ties across generations and reminds us that time is the main thing that we actually have in common with each other. Yep. That's just too much, man. That requires pain flute music. <laughs> Crap, that is... That's from wall somewhere. That is way too deep for this show, that's for sure. <laughs> Yes, I wrote that. It is actually not some marketing shtick that I actually stole. Um, I'm wondering who is exactly the Poet Laureate again on this show. It's definitely not me. (laughs) Dr. Seuss. So Cumberland Cast Barrel Cut uh, was really just has the right amount of spice and fruitness and leather and smoke. Um, Of course, it's sweet thanks to the corn. Uh, but the rye actually comes through and kind of balances very well. Each sip leaves you with a hint of smoke, courtesy of some malted barley. Um, you know, I smell and taste uh, um, caramel, apple, maybe a hint of cherry and blueberry off this. Um, you know, a lot of times I actually pick up a hint of blackberry. Um, you know, on sometimes, you know, different batches, I kind of pick that up every now and then. I really love this product. And um, 
<clears throat> you know, the first time I have it, I remember, you know, when Jason brought it around, I thought it was just kind of an interesting uh, concept, you know, for him to actually make a whiskey, knowing how much, you know, many different products that he enjoys. And I really, uh, I thought this was really capturing a lot of where he wanted to take people in an innovative way from a flavor profile. Um, I really love this. There's a good reason why I give it a five because I really like it. Oh my goodness. Yes! 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 Um, so, uh, Bob, what do you think about Cumberland Cask here? It's full flavor, which is something that I really like. Um, it's not just the higher proof, but it's, uh, you know, it's got a lot of flavor backbone to it. Um, I, I picked up a huge, huge flavor of nuts. Um, pecans, almonds, almost almost a peanut butter. Uh, I, just a huge, huge nutty flavor. Um, picked up the caramel. Um, you know, overall a very solid whiskey. I gave it a four. Hmm. How about that? That's classified. Let's keep the secret to ourselves. Pour me another. Harmeet, what do you think about Cumberland Cask Barrel Cut? I, I'm ambivalent. Uh, I It's... It was a hard one for me. I love this type of whiskey, big, full flavored, and nutty as hell. I mean, this is crazy. It's a pecan and black walnut. It wasn't, um, it wasn't almond for me, but just black walnuts, a lot of walnuts, and and it was great, smooth, little tiny little sm- smoke to it, leather, light, um, light fruit, but not too much. I didn't get all the fruit that you were getting, Mike. I, do we get the same batch? Because that was the fruit wasn't coming out to me, so I added cold water to it. It was still rich, lots of good flavors, but the fruit never came out. It was just very two one note. I would give this a four, but it was just I couldn't get enough complexity, so I went down to a three for that. Interesting. Mm, interesting. What was that again? Well, um, you know, like I said, this is always a really great gift, and. You know, I really enjoy uh, giving something that is the gift of home. And uh, so hopefully uh, if you happen to drift through Tennessee, you have a chance to uh, pick up a bottle. I would love to taste several different bottlings of this. Yep, definitely. So uh, listen, our uh, next product is uh, actually a a great product that we love coming back around to. We talked a little bit about, um, you know, our weeder show um, that actually included a lot of great products. And we've talked about a lot of great things from Buffalo Trace. Next up, uh, Bob is going to talk a little bit about Old Weller Antique 107. Well, Old Weller Antique is uh, part of the Weller line from our uh, friends at Sazerac. Uh, Bottled at 107 proof. Um, One that is not always easy to find. Um, It's... uh, it's one that when I when I do see it, I always pick it up because uh, again, you, you you find it and it comes in spurts. Uh, a lot of their products are so good that they're on allocation. Um, definitely one of my favorites. Definitely one of my regular drinkers. I usually have four or five bottles of this around in reserve just in case. Um, great wheat whiskey. Um, the wheat really comes through, uh, light spice, light sweet, a uh, bit of fruit, a little bit of melon, um, great nose, um, and a really good finish on it. And if, you know, if you're the kind of person who likes a larger whiskey, something a little higher proof, this is definitely, uh, this is definitely one that you'd like. Um, and I give it a, I give it a good solid three. 
interesting. Mm, interesting. What was that again? Harmony, what did you think about uh, Old Weller Antique 107? I like everything Bob said. I agree with it in principle. In practice, it fell short. It smelled beautiful and floral and vanilla and cream and... It's just a little hot on the nose. I tasted it. It was way too hot and too young. Added cold water, and I killed it. I tried it again with less water. It died again. At the full proof, it tastes good, but it's too hot and way too young. Add cold water. It dies. So this whiskey in three to five more years, that's what I would want. So I only gave it two sips. Hmm. How about that? Well, isn't that nice? <clears throat> nice, but what else do you have? Well, my own tasting notes here on Old Weller Antique. You know, I wrote that it had kind of a leather, um, it had a fruit nose to it, <clears throat> rather earthy, um, kind of a, I know this sounds strange on this show, but kind of a hint of cocoa nibs. There was a little bit of some bitterness that was off of this. Um, I did think it was hot. Um, you definitely have to add water uh, to this. Um, I don't think it died, you know, for me. Um, you know, I also wrote down that it had a bit of, uh, what I would call a barn blanket or almost like a barn mustiness to it. Um, that was, I don't know. I actually kind of, uh, I enjoyed it. <clears throat> I didn't get the mustiness. Yeah. I, I really got a yeah, lot I more got, floral notes. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I really like, uh, like this. I agree. It is a little, it's becoming a little more difficult to find, um, as a Buffalo Trace product that it's not fully allocated, but it's definitely, you know, uh, becoming a little more difficult to find. I really love this. Um, I would uh, definitely offer this up as a solid four. So that's classified. Let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another. So that was Old Weller Antique that we reviewed. <clears throat> While well, we've uh, covered uh, some really great products on our show today, as gifts, as you think about, as you're coming up on choosing something as a gift to someone, what are some good solid choices as you're kind of standing there in the whiskey aisle with some things uh, to give to someone? So hopefully you enjoyed the show today and especially our stories. <laughs> At least uh, the ones, nobody was arrested in any of the stories today. That's the thing I really love the most. I won't be able to air more of my stories. So there <laughs> And there were no sword fights in this at all. So <laughs> that was the other thing I really loved. Well, you would think that uh, with with so much whiskey and, and family stories that something else was going to emerge out of this. But at any rate, we really hope you enjoyed the episode today. You can catch all of our episodes online on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, PRX, Spreaker, and our native media host iTunes and our own Android app are the easiest ways to enjoy this show on your phone. Just search for Sips, Sud, Smokes on iTunes or in the Google Play Store. We definitely love your feedback, and you can reach us online anytime at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. You can reach Harmeet online at harmeet at sipsudsandsmokes.com and Bob at MadeManBob at sipsudsandsmokes.com our daily tasting notes flow out on twitter every single day you can reach us there at, at sipsudsmokes is our handle our facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news as well listen do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online that's a great big help to us and we get to see your feedback as well please do not try to rate the gift 
that you've received from a relative on our show. (laughs) No, no, no. Toilet seat one. (laughs) Well, this episode is of Sip, Suds, and Smokes is sponsored by Fine Spirits Wine and Liquor. Check out the Inomatic machines to sample great products by the glass, including great selections of bourbon and whiskey. You can reach them online at www.finespirits.com. See, I think you should have like little uh, labels above, you know, some of the things on the animatic machine. Ant- I can't do that because um, finespirits.com belongs to some squatter who wants way too much money. <laughs> finespirits.net. Oh, did I say .com? I'm sorry. Finespirits.net. No, I'm saying you should put little labels above the animatic machines like Aunt Martha. I want to taste that one. Uncle Larry. I want to taste that one. <laughs> Cousin, cousin Phil, I want to taste that one. <laughs> you know? Cousin, yeah, <laughs> cousin, <laughs> it, there you go. Well, well, the holidays are coming. Everybody comes in. Yeah, or birthdays always. So, um, well, Bob, uh, thank you for joining us today. You're, you know, I want to give you a chance to tell everybody about the Bourbon Mafia. Well, the Bourbon Mafia is a nonprofit organization composed of high-end bourbon enthusiasts and members in the spirits and service industry. With representation in 10 states, the group raises money for local and national charities through rare bottle auctions and other bourbon theme events. Great group of people. They also drink a lot together. <clears throat> I think they give good gifts as well, I bet. <laughs> well, Yeah, there's bad <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us on the show today, Bob. Always a pleasure to be here. And good old boy, Harmeet. Thank you for having me back. You bet. Well, everyone, this is good old boy Mike asking you to join us once again and keep on sipping. This has been a one tan hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.